Thank you. Thank you for being here, man. How you doing? I'm good, bro. How you doing, man? I'm really well today. I'm man. glad to see you. Uh, how long has it been? A few weeks? A couple months? A month? Three weeks? Yeah, three and a half weeks. Yeah, it's too long. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. How you been, though? How, how's everything going? You, I, I know you have some updates coming out, but yeah. are you able to talk about them at nothing, all? Or? Nothing huge right now. What I can yeah. say is um, I'm prepping for my 100 miler uh, end of the month, so April 29th in Salmon Arm. This uh, is going to come out the day before. This is oh, going to come out on the sweet. 28th. So, yeah, so tomorrow I'll be uh, going for 100 miles. That's uh, The goal is to do that in uh, under 24 hours. Um, and if I succeed, then I'll just continue running. So the, the format of this 100 milers is a, it's a four-mile loop. And then uh, you have 60 minutes to run that four-mile loop. And if you do that, then you continue moving, right? Um, and you do that until you can't. <laughs> so my goal is to do 100 miles. And if I can continue moving, I keep going. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. That's wild, man. What, um like, so when you say you do it until you can't, like, what's, like, the, what is it? look like for tapping out like do you have to call it quits yourself or like if you rest for too long do they disqualify you or like yeah so if you don't make it past if you don't cross the the line of the four mile loop at 60 minutes then you're, you're every out. 60 minutes every 60 minutes you have 60 minutes and the hour right to do the four four miles so four miles if you're you know you can do it in 35 40 minutes 45 minutes whatever it is right or even fifty, depending on how fast. But you then your do hour it. recounts every time you pass no, that line. Well, then no. So let's say you're at forty minutes. You still have twenty minutes to the next hour, so you can chill if you want, or you can stretch, or you could um, keep running. Keep no. You have to wait. Oh shit! So you got to strategically figure out how you want to do that. Do you want to run all the way fifty nine minutes and then kind of go to the sixty? You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to save some energy? stretch, relax, um, nutrition, how do you want to play it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's also a, a trail run. It's not a super high elevation, it's, it's, so it shouldn't be super difficult. Um, it's 150 meter elevation, which isn't much if you're doing like a marathon or something. But if you're trying to run over 100 miles or, or some of the people that win this is like 300 kilometers. So once you start, once you start getting in that sort of range, 150 meters turns into a lot, right? Um, so yeah, right now I've been, I'm just kind of starting to gear down my runs and and keeping it a little bit lighter starting next week. So, yeah. What does like recovery look like for you? Like leading up to an event, like what kind of things are you are you like doing? Absolutely nothing the first like the the couple of days leading up to it. Are you doing like yoga, stretching? Are you what, what does it look like for you? Like prep like that? Well, this is all new for me, right? Like I've never <clears throat> done anything like this. Yeah, I ran that 100K last year, but what I'm doing now is entirely different because ha- I'm essentially doing one ultra every month. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> my ego isn't that huge where I think I can accomplish all these things by myself. So um, I've hired a, a running coach mm. and uh, Ron, uh, Coach Ron from Langley. From, uh, shout out to Coach Ron. Yeah, Gritty Run Club, what's up? <laughs> I love that, man. But he, yeah, no, he's legit, man. And um, so I knew when I was taking on this task, I needed some help, right? And I didn't know specifically what kind of help was needed. I just needed, I knew I needed mechanic help, like mechanics with my running. And just someone with years of experience and understanding of track, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and hitting the road, I don't know that much compared to a lot of people. So I, I caught up with him. His name is Ron Lowen in Gritty Run Club. And uh, he's 
fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's fast. Well, he's... I mean, shit, I don't know compared to nationally, but he can do 5K in like 15 minutes. That's fucking insane. 16, I don't know, like, it's a stupid number. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, that's insane. I like for... Just comparing that to myself, I ran six and a half K this morning in 35 minutes. So I run like usually like around like five and a half minutes a kilometer, 540, 550. This guy's doing like three minutes per kilometer. That's stupid. And I think he's 10 Ks, something like 30 minutes or a half an hour or something stupid. So he's legit. That's insane. And he he also does long runs. And so he understood. And I think for the goal that we're trying to achieve here to run across Canada in record time, like that, I forgot, I didn't really mention that. That was, that's the update. One of them. Anyway, my goal is to break the record. So the record is 72 days, 10 hours to run across Canada, 7,300 kilometers. My goal is to. How many kilometers is that a day? 112. That first one? Actually, sorry. 112 kilometers to destroy the record. That'll make it like 65 days. 65 days. So you're leaving yourself like a little window, just like just in case we miss a couple well, of days. Well, here's like, the thing, man. Like, um, I'm all in now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, 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 I'm gonna do whatever it takes to break the record. Now, I don't know if I'll beat it, but I'm gonna do everything in my power. Mm-hmm. So that I can, dude. If you know, you know. If you don't beat it, you're gonna have to try it again, right? Listen, we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, obviously, man, I don't quit. Yeah, no, that's what I, I'm thinking of. Like, from what I know about you, man, I know mm. that if you don't break it, you're gonna attempt it again. But, uh, yeah. So I want to do it the first time. Yeah, yeah no shit. <laughs> Just do it that one time. Man. 112k a day, man. Yeah. So that's kind of what I figured. So if I'm gonna do that, so here's what I how I came to this, right? Mm. <laughs> the importance of challenging yourself, the importance of setting a goal. Yeah, we all understand that we need to set a goal, right? Or at least we should understand that it's important to set goals to mm, to progress, right? But not only to progress, to also give yourself confidence, mm. to also explore what else is possible right so a few weeks ago i ran i did the goggins four by four right right four by four forty eight and so i was doing that i i kind of amended the people might not know what that oh, is. oh sorry yeah There's so four Dave, miles yeah every four. so david goggins uh set this challenge he's a retired navy seal he's written a book called can't hurt me and he um he set a challenge to run four miles every four hours for 48 hours Okay, so I was gonna, yeah. So it ends up being like seventy-seven kilometers in the two days. Now, um, I wanted to do that challenge, and I'm pretty certain, like I'm confident that wouldn't it would be difficult, but I could do it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I wanted (coughs) to amend the hours a little bit just because, um, well. The second day, I meant the hours a little bit because I just thought it was too limiting. I wanted to keep moving, keep running. Yeah, yeah. So the stopping every four hours was just whatever. And then it got to a point where it's like, I just want to see how much I can fucking do, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of like sticking to this one rule set, which was there was no real reason to do it. I just wanted to test myself. So yeah. anyways, the, the whole point was to test. I was using the Goggins thing as a framework to test myself. But really, the Goggins thing was irrelevant. I wanted to test myself, period, full stop. I've been there, man. Trust yeah. me. I know the feeling. <coughs> yeah. So so I, uh, anyway, so I, I, in the two days, I ended up running 95 kilometers. 
Jesus Christ. And um, <clears throat> so I ran 50 the first day, and then it was like 40-something the second day. And I was okay, right? I wasn't, like, destroyed. And then I started thinking. During the two days while I was running, I was thinking how I was feeling, how I was, like, everything I was, this was all feeling pretty decent, right? Right, right. And then I thought, okay, well, I'm running across Canada. I can do that now based on what I just did in two days. Mm-hmm. Like, I could do that right now. I could do 50 kilometers. 50K a day, yeah. I could do that right now. Like, yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. So then I thought, okay, if I can do that right now, and I've set a timeline for two years, okay, what else can we do? Or how much further can we push? Yeah. Or how much more can we reach? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and on every level, not just physically, but with people. Like, how can we make this spectacular? Right. How much, how can we make this bigger? Yeah, yeah. And how much, or, and how can we get more eyes on it so that there's more awareness for the mental health and also maybe dollars for the charity? Like, th- that's kind of what I was thinking, right? And then I said, if I'm going to commit this far, then okay, well, let's break the fucking record. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're already, like, that's the mindset now. If I'm already in that mindset of just drilling down and doing something difficult, then why don't we just say, fuck it, let's go all in, let's break a record. Right? Yeah. So then I said, thinking, okay, okay, what's the record? Fastest <laughs> time across Canada, yeah. So the fastest uh, time across Canada was set in 1991 by Al Howie, and he, he ran 70, almost 7,400 kilometers in 72 days and 10 hours. Jesus Christ, man. 72 days. So that's two, three and a half months almost? Yeah, so it's legit. Like, super, super impressive. Mm -hmm. Like, um, no, not even, no, bro. Like, uh, 72 days. 72 days is two 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 and a half months. months. Yeah, two and a half months. Yeah. So 72 days, 10 hours, right? And um, so that's about 100 kilometers a day. About 100 kilometers a day. Okay. Now, I have two years. Let's see if I can beat it. Right. So now, in order to do that, I touched up on Ron Lowen. And the idea now, that through discussion with him, was, um, okay, look, man, you're not really a runner, but uh, what? how do we need to get you to that next stage? So for the last couple of years, I've been running in a certain zone, right? And it hasn't been that lactic acid sort of increasing zone. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been in the speed zone, but it's been in the durability zone. Okay. So I can take a lot of load. Mm-hmm. Like I can go for a long time. The thing is, the issue is I'm not fast. I can't keep going like f- at a high speed for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to run 112 kilometers a day, which would make it 65 days to break the record, then how many hours do I need to run a day? Right. Okay, if I'm running 10 to 12 hours a day, let's say 12 to 13 hours a day, I can do that and then still rest and then recover and then do it again the next day. But we need to figure out what pace I can do that every single day. So right now, I can run 12 hours at six and a half to, let's say even seven and a half minutes a kilometer every single day. And that'll probably put me around 12 hours, but it won't get me at the 100 kilometers a day. Mm-hmm. Let's say it gets me at 60. Okay. Right, right. I get you. See what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> so now I have a number what I know I can do, What? how much more I need. I get the delta there, the 40-kilometer delta, right? So I need to figure out how I need to increase that amount. Okay, so 
and this is us just figuring it out, me and Ron just kind of discussing it, him making suggestions from his expertise of running. Mm-hmm. He's suggesting, and I'm I'm agreeing with him now because he knows more, you got to get faster. Okay, so let's get faster. Mm-hmm. So if I'm getting faster and if I can bring that time down to five and a half minutes per kilometer and where that that pace is easy for days and days and days, mm-hmm. then we're good. Yeah. So now I got to, let's do that. Let's figure out how to do that now. And now we're training for that. So I'm getting him to provide me all the protocol. Mm-hmm. This is what you want. This is what you, tr- so he's giving me everything now. Mm-hmm. So there's no guesswork. Mm-hmm. So now every week he uploads my workouts, he, like in terms of my running. So like my, what, what I do every single day in terms of day run, evening run, walk, whatever it is. And then also leg exercises, what I need to do, which days to do them on. And then also mobility uh, training. So he's giving me those and how to do them. And every, so everything's mapped out for me. There's no guesswork. I just go on my, the app that he's provided me. And then I click on it. It's videos, everything. So I'm set. Now, if I was able to do everything that I was able to do without that assistance, and now I'm getting that assistance and more, <sighs> it's kind of... That's insane, right? Man. So now, so so he's he's basically saying, okay, now we're gonna um, uh, taper down running now. So he's saying it to me from mm-hmm. his experience. Because mm-hmm. normally, what I would do is like I would keep going, or I'd maybe take a full week off. It wouldn't be the right amount, right? So I would never be peaking. Yeah, I'd, and I hadn't had enough experience with running to know how to peak. Jiu-jitsu to make weight, I know how to peak. Mm-hmm. Bodybuilding and to look shredded, I know how to peak. Yeah, yeah. But this is a whole new sort of game for me that, that I need to learn. So I, it makes a lot of sense for me to hire someone like Iran so I can also learn from him. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And he for sure knows. Like, and he's got a lot of experience. He's been doing this for a long time. So I'm going to learn from him. And I'm not going to have my... And he's probably like 15 years younger than me. I don't know, Right. I have zero ego because he knows more than me. Yeah, man. yeah, like, yeah. Legitimate. He's a runner. Yeah, he's a like, runner. That's yeah. his thing. So, uh, and I respect what he his knowledge. And I'm he's a coach. I don't want to. I want to utilize him as a coach. For so for me to utilize him as a coach, I have to be the student. Yeah. So cool now, and I'm super pumped now. I'm even more excited now because now I have all this shit to do that's brand new. I've never yeah, done yeah, any yeah. of this shit before. Yeah. Now it's all brand new. So now that's happened. So that's step one to get to this faster. Now we already started the plan, right? Mm-hmm. Step two is to fat adapt. So now if I'm going to be running super long times, like 12, more than 12 hours at a time, I need to start probably looking at different ways to en- uh, provide energy for me. Because <clears throat> I know for my running, like if I'm going, f- like if I have too much carbs or too much sugary stuff, my stomach doesn't feel good. Now, if I'm going to run for 24 hours, if I have too much sugar, then that's not a good thing to have my stomach mangled for like digesting a, that yeah, shit like, for 12 hours at right? a time. So I got to start figuring out other things. So I was talking to my friend Sean. He's got uh, loads of experience as it relates to like uh, long-term endurance movement, running or biking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he made a suggestion to start looking at fat uh, fat adaptation, right? And just for the mere fact for the races, so that if I'm going on a long duration ride or run. You know, the the having too much protein through that body, you're not able to process it. So then you get bunged up and things start happening in your stomach. So that's not good. But if you're able to fat adapt in advance and then you just start crunching on a piece of fat while you're running, mm-hmm. you're using that as energy to maintain. Now like you don't, pork rinds or something like that? Or just lard, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever you need to eat. That's, I'd probably just, I wouldn't eat pork rinds. I'd, 
I mean, I, I don't know if it would be good. I would have to try it to test it to see if it would be beneficial, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm just guessing. No, no, honestly, I don't know. Like, it might work. I don't know. Um, or maybe regular, just straight up lard. I don't know. Um, but I would test it to see what would be the best thing. And then, or best thing for me like tallow like like the yeah. uh, like just beef fat maybe i don't know <laughs> like I, I would i would probably think just logic not logically but like commonsensically like maybe animal fat would be better than i agree right just to consume the animal fat versus anything else because naturally that's what we'd be able to eat i guess yeah um but anyway so th- i was don't, s- don't think too logical now you're gonna get away know. from people I, I, I shouldn't. <laughs> I don't want to get away too far, man. Yeah, people but, will be like, whoa, what? Yeah, but um, anyways, you know, so I'm just exploring that. So through that conversation with Sean, now I'm thinking, okay, I need, I don't know, and like I know a ton about nutrition and diet as it relates to, um, let's say, jujitsu and even, like in bodybuilding to an even higher degree. But mm-hmm. when it comes to this endurance elite ultra stuff, it's... Um, it's different, right? And it's performance-based, whereas bodybuilding isn't really performance-based when you're stepping on stage. Uh, jiu-jitsu is performance-based, but it's a different performance. It's more explosive, right? What I'm going to be doing is long, steady kind of running. So it would require a different sort of energy source, I think. 100%. Anyway, anyway so I'm just exploring that. And then through that, I've uh, connected with uh, Romy from Intuitive Nutrition. He's uh, linked up with um, uh, Fit Nation uh, BC. And uh, he um, he's managing my transition in, so he's changing my he's sorting out my diet to transition it into a fat adapted diet now, so he's he now he's in control of my food, so he tells me what to do and where what to get and what to eat now, just to make sure not and and obviously not, it'll be in conjunction with my knowledge too and my daily workouts and all that, but uh, he's also making suggestions as it relates to better alternatives. Um, of food, right? Yeah. Like things that I may, you know, I might know, but he's like, hey, come on, man. Like, you know better. Mm-hmm. And it holds me accountable. Even though I may already know, it's another reminder. So mm-hmm. it's helpful to have someone like Romy from Intuitive uh, Nutrition to come help me out with that stuff. And um, so um, those two people have come on the team now. So that's added to the team. So yeah, man, things are moving in the right direction. It feels cool, fun, and we're, we're moving. Uh, oh, yeah, and we've raised already about $1,700. Shit, dude. Yeah, and we have already done one run. we got another one coming up. So um, that's 1700 is going straight to Honor House, like I was mentioning before. That's wicked. Yeah, man. So everything's kind of rolling, man. Yeah. That's sick. Um, make sure as well, like, you get a donation link. I'll put it in mm-hmm. the description of this shit because this is going to be launched, like, literally the day before you do your 100 miles. Okay. So we'll drop this, and then we'll drop the description. Or we'll drop the link in the description for anyone that wants to donate as well because awesome. we can get those donations way up. Like, That's awesome, I'm man. I'm sure in the next couple of weeks, 1700 like, we'll be laughing at the fact that you said <laughs> 1700 on here because you'll be like, bro, it's way higher by the time <laughs> this is uploaded. Well, hey, man, any... Any amount of donation helps, man. Even if it's a dollar, I don't like anything that anyone can spare. I know it's been tough times for a lot of people. I get it, and whatever you can donate, um, it's much appreciated. Because just want to remind everybody, um, the money is going directly to Honor Ranch, mm-hmm. and they're building ten cabins to support uh, retired members of the military, or current serving members, or any first responders that includes paramedics, firefighters, CBSA, all these types of people um, with occupational stress injuries, PTSD. They can go there, get treatment, 
with their families present free of charge. They just have to apply. Wow. Yeah. So we're trying to raise 30K this year. That'll all go towards building that ranch. And it's, uh, you know, it's got top of the line treatment, all this kind of cool stuff. And it's here in BC. So if we can get a little bit from everybody and we can make a difference. So yeah, that's, that's the goal. Dude, I wanted to talk about that actually as well today. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about like the nitty gritty of like kind of like the why behind the what. Because people are like hearing, okay, well, like why is this guy even running across Canada? Like, okay, he's doing it for a charity to raise money. But like, yeah. what's it for? Because everyone's kind of like ra- everyone that's raising money is raising money for a different cause, obviously. But we always want to know like, okay, where's this money going to? Like, what's it going towards? And I like that you kind of opened up that way because... um I've had someone never actually from our military in Canada, but I've had someone from like the British military on the podcast before. And we talked a lot about like the services that are provided for mental health and, you know, kind of um, maybe the preparation mm-hmm. for service or, you know, when people return from tour or what kind of services are provided. Right. And so like with um, the limited knowledge that I have around like the Canadian military and the services that they provide, mm-hmm. What um what's kind of like a missing piece, like in the in between, like why do we, why are we even needing these services? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like why does this honor <laughs> ranch even need to be a place? Like is, isn't aren't these people being taken care of by the uh, government? Uh, short answer, no, straight up. Um, and look, I, I I'm new, relatively new to this community, uh, the the veteran community, right? Um, but not the first responder community, mm-hmm. and um. But I am engaging for over the last year, year and a half with a lot of these people. And from my, what I've been hearing from them is that the government hasn't been supporting them in the way that you would suspect or expect them to do so. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's a lot of these charitable organizations around to fill that gap. So you have Honor House, Honor Ranch. You have the Royal Canadian Legion. You have all these different you know, uh, wounded, wounded warriors. warriors a yeah. ton of different organizations that are there to fill in the major gaps that are being left by the federal government. Now, um, not going to talk about it, government. Uh, it's sure, w- yeah. it's whatever. I I mean, I don't care. Um, what I can control is myself. And um, the only thing I, I see where I can help is by running and raising awareness and, and money and, and everything else I can't really control. So that's the direction I'm kind of going in. And yeah, man, that's where that, that money is going to go. And every... Like in Honor, Honor House is a relatively smaller charity, so they don't have a ton of overhead. So more of their money that gets donated gets used for the things that it needs to get used for. Mm-hmm. So on a ranch, man, it's like one of a kind sort of uh, place that's going to be supporting a lot of people with PTSD. So uh, an example of an individual that may be going there is a, a friend of um, of mine through Instagram and met him uh, through Instagram. He's got a company called Bushwookie Apparel. And he's out east. He's a veteran. And he, uh, you know, he's he served with, uh, he was an infantry sniper, all this kind of stuff. Um, and he's uh, a hardworking individual that was um, very helpful in the veteran community as well. Mm-hmm. So during the holiday season, December, he shot himself in the face. Uh, he had a few drinks and he was, you know, not feeling so good, mm-hmm. uh, as many of us do from time to time. Um, so unfortunately at the time, he took out his gun and... and put it to his face and shot it. Luckily, he survived. Shit. And uh, he had a lot of surgeries. and But none, nonetheless, he survived. But someone like that would be a perfect candidate for where we're, what we're, where the money is going to be going. 
to honor Honor Ranch, uh, to basically support an individual like that. So it's for more extreme cases like that. But um, but yeah, man, it's it's needed. So that's heavy, man. Yeah, it's crazy to think. Um, we forget about the people that kind of and and like whatever <laughs> your stance is, like, uh, and I'm not saying like you. I don't really know. Uh, but I mean, for anyone listening to this, it's like whatever your stance is on like war or anything like that, like you kind of have to realize like, uh, you know, everything we have around us, like we can't take for granted, like someone did sacrifice for that. And I think a lot of the times those people, not even just veterans, but you're right, like it's uh, all first responders, like we kind of take them for granted and realize that, um, you know, how heavy those things weigh on them. Yeah, man. I mean, if you think about it, look, we all know we in this kind of journey of understanding mental health, we all um, should know by now that everyone has trauma, right? Now, imagine being in a first responder responding to trauma all the time. So, you know, at some point it does affect people. Um, look, and it's no secret in the United States for sure, the stu- there have been studies that have shown statistics. I believe it's 22 veterans a day commit suicide in the United States, right? Due to mental health or, or whatever the case may be. Mm. So, and that's just the U.S. So, I mean, you can imagine what it would be if you were to include veterans and first responders in Canada and the U.S. would probably be a lot higher number. So, not to say that, oh, you know, you know, it it, it is a problem. And I think it's important that we address it. And I think it's important that um, there are people out there that are trying to raise awareness and try to raise funds for various different charities that help people. And that's pretty much <laughs> um, why we're, why I'm running so much. Right? That's, yeah. the, that's the whole reason. And another why is because I myself suffer from PTSD, right? So I understand um, or I can relate to the pain. And uh, I understand when someone says, I have a dark cloud over my head, I know what the fuck that means. Yeah. So, and I've been close at times to those really dark, dark moments, right? Mm -hmm. So I can relate. Any one of us can get there. Any one of us. Like, you have a few bad, you know, uh, bad scenarios of luck and then you find yourself in a a situation that is maybe above your um skill set in terms of handling it or your or like what what stress levels you're acclimated to Mm -hmm. yeah man like look i've had a major depressive episode and people friends of mine and people that i know would be like no way You're, Mm. you're you're mentally strong or whatever right um everyone breaks. Oh, yeah. doesn't matter who you are, right? Like, everyone has a breaking point. And um, I'll, I, I'll admit it. I've had mine. I've had times where I've broken down and, and, and didn't know what the fuck I was doing and lost. And that's... And I'm 44 now, and that's been in my 40s. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? This, it's happened a thousand times, a million times. Like, so um, that's why I'm running. And when I ran that 100K last year and, and helped raise that money, it, it did change my life. Like, it changed my perspective. And I find value in what I'm doing. And not only value, I find um, it's enriching my life. It's making my life happier. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I think I'm changing my understanding of what I find 
to be happiness or what I think, um, yeah, what I, th- I think I'm redefining it for myself, what it means to be happy and what it means to move forward in this path, right? Because I think I need to redefine it in order to fully go down that road, I think. Because mm-hmm. if I don't redefine happiness, then I'm going to have that old definition. Yeah. And then maybe there's a pulling and pulling of of that. I don't know. Logically, it makes sense. What do you think? What, um, <laughs> well, like what I, I get where you're coming from, because it's kind of like um, we all have those like kind of like soul crushing days. Like that's kind of the way I think of it. And I know when I'm having one of them because I know the dark thoughts, they're the same thoughts that I have every time. It's like, you know, is this even all worth it? Like what the f- you know, what, what good could come in the future? Or, you know, do you think you're going to get better at this thing? Like, do you really think that this is going to get better or this area of your life is going to get better? And, uh, you know, I always have the, like, um, whenever I have those days, I think of it as like, I label it as like, oh, this is a soul crushing day. Like my soul's crushed. Mm. You know what I mean? Like my spirit's crushed. And then I have to kind of remind myself of, you know, whatever things are keeping to push me through. And then that's kind of where I start to define what you're talking about. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because there's the other things that can be taken away. And then those are the times you have the soul crushing days. And it's like, well, what am I actually doing this for? Yeah, I think maybe. And and kind of redefining happiness around that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, because so I think you and I might be, mm. might be. My, I might be just a little far along than you right now, I think. And I'm only saying that just based off what you just said right now. And I think maybe I might be on the other, just on that other side of that. Like the next cusp. I yeah. think I might be on that next side of that because now I feel more peaceful. Not as restless as I had been. Because I feel I understand a little bit better what I'm meant to do. Not saying I know. I think I understand a it's little a bit. It's a clearer better. image. Maybe, yeah. Like I think a bit so. more fog's been wiped yeah. off the lens. L- yeah, look a little bit, right? So so now that gives me a little bit of peace, right? And lucky for me, it doesn't require a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I feel like what I, look, I've been, if I really reflect back on the last 44 years, I've meant to be an elite athlete. I just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. I was meant to be an athlete. Yeah. I should have, or not should have, but like maybe just things didn't work in a way and it just kind of went this way and, you know, whatever, right? Like I, my parents are immigrants, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the mentality was slightly different about 50 years ago. I'm 44, my brother's uh, 47. Um, you know, my, my, uh, my, my dad left India when he was 19, right? And he went to England and then my mom left India when she was probably 11 and went to England. And um, they went through their whatevers and they grew up and uh, my brother was born there and then they immigrated to Canada where I was born here. Mm-hmm. And um, But the mentality of an immigrant back in the late 70s, early 80s, at least an Indian immigrant, um, was very different than what I've seen now. Right. right. So... Uh, and my dad's uh, 80, so he's got a slightly different mentality as well, right? Mm. Not so different, but uh, he's ha- he's evolved. But uh, 
but um, you know, back then it was slightly different. So, needless to say, I was a fairly strict household, mm-hmm. right? And um, like a typical Indo-Canadian household, it was strict. My dad, pretty like, conservative, like not politically. I'm saying, but like just like conservative, yeah, sure. in terms Cult- of culturally, like, sure. yeah. Like yeah, there's there's and these things. guidelines, and we're yeah. gonna follow the guidelines, yeah. and they don't change for anybody. No. Yeah. yeah. Super strict. So I never was able to think outside that framework mm-hmm. because it was given to me. It was like, oh, this, here's the framework. Yeah. Don't think outside that. Yeah. But think mind what your P's and Q's. Mind your P's and Q's. And things, think inside this box. And it, as long as everything's inside that box, cool. But yeah. outside that box, don't get your get career, get your wife, get yeah. this, get that. Yeah, yeah. Don't piss these people off. And then you're straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now. When you live like that, you think like that, and it's it's a way of thinking, and I'm only now breaking free of it, mm. right? I've been, most of my life, chained to that thinking. Right. From childhood, and then going through many years of life, not really understanding a ton of different things, and now seeing things a lot clearer that, Everything is really up to us as individuals, right? Whatever we want to do, we can do. Now, I'm speaking abstractly, I suppose, because I'm thinking inside my head and, and there's no connectivity to that fucking statement. No, no, no. But, I get it. I get it. I get it. Because um, it's kind of just kind of redefining each time like you go through these different molds of, you know, I think like uh, even myself, like I kind of come from, uh, you know, not a similar background, but similar in the sense of like... Uh, like my my parents growing up like um my dad was kind of like a he was self-employed entrepreneur so it was kind of like if you want something go and get it sure and uh i got in trouble all the time because i used to try and call my buddy like i call my dad buddy or like call him like and it would be like you call me like father Mm. or dad like that's it like little things like that and um it was kind of like you grow up with this mindset of like okay i have to get a job i have to get a career and then I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a house. That's the expectation. I mean, it's, it's similar, right? There's right. expectations that are set upon you that you may not even know that you want or don't want. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And well, and a lot of those things I do want. I just didn't really think of it in the terms of. Um, but do you? Well, certain things. Yeah. But I just there's there's things I think about. It's like you don't have to do it that way. That's where I think yeah. of it. That's okay. That's a good distinction, man. That you don't have to do it that way. That's cool. Yeah, because I guess growing up for me, I never really knew what I wanted to do. Right? I never really knew, oh, I want to do this. No, no idea. I feel like, and, and this is something I feel like everyone, I don't know if everyone goes through this, but I was on the phone with someone talking to them about this the other day, and we were just chatting about, you know how like um, there's so many people that grow up, and they're like maybe like six or seven, and they're like, I'm going to do this thing. Hmm. And then for their whole life, they yeah. just like go to school, they <laughs> study that thing and they become that thing and then they do that thing for their life and that's who they are. But like I remember when I was like finishing high school and everyone's applying to college and I'm like, dude, I don't even know what I want to do this summer. Like to pick a job seems confining to me. I'm like, that's what I have to do every day for the rest of my life? Like, that's scary thought. To, you know, like, it's a scary thing for me. You know what, man? I think maybe we're not meant to. 
because I, I felt like that too, right? It's like, there's got to be something more than this. I mean, come on, like this, that, and the other, whatever, right? Every job I get when I get comfortable at it, I'm <laughs> like, fuck this. I don't want to do it anymore. Every job. I'm like, I couldn't do Now that I've done this for like over two years, three years, uh, something's got to change. Well, also, I need it, something new. But here's the other thing too. You doing this, right? You've been doing this. So you, your eyes are open to something different, Right. So, the, I mean, realistically, this potentially could turn into something eventually if you want it to, right? So, in your mind, you there's a possibility of that. So, if something over here, i.e. whatever your, your current employment is, isn't um, spicy for you, mm-hmm. y- your eyes are on here. You're like, man, come on, man. Like, y- y- it's... Y- you see what I'm saying? Or Dude, it's dope that you're saying that because I just realized I've been doing this for two and a half years and I still feel like I did when I started. I'm fucking really happy you said that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like no, I've been doing that. This isn't like what I just explained. Yeah. This is one of the first things in my life where it's not like what you just explained. Like I've been doing this yeah. for two and a half years. And you're getting and I'm better still at excited it. to do it. I'm getting better at it. I'm like, how can I do this better? How can I expand this? Like, I love it. Like, So maybe, maybe explore that. Or, or well, not maybe. You are exploring yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you are. So good on you for doing that. And just keep doing it. Right? Just keep, I mean, it doesn't cost you none. It Yo, for anyone listening to this, this is like I'm realizing this at the same time as you. So, like, that's one of the best things I've had. That, that's literally the biggest mental breakthrough I've made on this awesome, podcast. Man. Man. No, but, like, the, but legitimately. Because I've just been doing this. Yeah. and Do you know what I mean? Like, I've just, there was no thought. Been, I just started and I just kept doing it. Yeah. And so that, tell well, you started and kept doing it and you kept grinding through. And then when you hit a roadblock, you try to figure it out. So you didn't let something stop you. So that means that you're somewhat passionate about it. That means there's interest there. That means, um, look, you, you messaged me two or three times this week to set this up. That means that you're fucking getting after it, right? Like that, and not that doesn't bother me. I'm, um, illustrating your motivation, your yeah. and how how much you're getting after it, right? And I see the notes that you have everywhere, right? So that tells me that you're <laughs> no, but I mean that tells me you're 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 trying, mm-hmm. right? So awesome <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah i mean like because because you just said that you were like five ten minutes ago i well i have no concept of time Doesn't when matter. i'm doing this but uh, a while back you were saying like you just found your purpose like you mm-hmm. feel like now is the first time you feel like i have a meaning you're I doing it now a is purpose you're feeling it now well i'm feeling i'm feeling that energy on my side but i wanted to ask you like how did you get to that point where you were like okay i, I felt like i was wandering the first little part of my life and now it's like fuck it clicked i know what i'm doing now like how did that happen for you because it just happened just literally just today for me like that you know what i mean like it's i been knew <laughs> but you just clarified it more it's been happening uh, it's been happening increasingly repeatedly for the last few months, last few months, and um, that's why I don't want to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, I f- like, why would I? Mm-hmm. So that so I feel a sense of peace now because I feel like I'm fucking doing what I should be doing. So now I'd be an idiot not to figure out how to keep doing this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So that, and it's not hard if you set a fucking goal. Because if you set a goal, all a goal is, what's a goal? A goal is a problem waiting to be solved, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So every problem, almost every problem can be solved, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just because it's fucking hard as shit and no one else has ever done it, let's say hypothetically, yeah, 
doesn't mean it can't be. Nims died, did that thing, 14 peaks in seven months. Yeah. No one came close. Like, seven years was the fastest. Mm -hmm. So how did he even imagine a ridiculous amount of time? He felt he could do it. He set a goal, and he figured it out. That's it. He knew what he was capable of. He didn't know for sure, but he knew he had the grit and the capability to do something. Yeah. Then he said, I'm going to do it in this time. He did it in six months, six days. 14 peaks. Like Mm -hmm. a shit. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So I think it's important to set those goals and challenges. So when I set that goal and challenge to do 94 kilometers in two days, that's when I had the confidence to say I can break the record to run across Canada. If I didn't test myself, that would never have happened. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been certain that I had the capability to put the work in and the effort to break a record. So uh, goals and testing yourself are, is important, yeah, man. Yeah. Like it's t- truly, man, I, I don't know how else to say it. When when you started setting, like when you started off in your fitness journey, like setting the goals that you're setting now, were you setting goals for yourself like you were um, back then? I was useless. I was useless. Like, absolutely garbage. I was probably, like... Because most people, the reason I ask that is because most people that might listen to this, or even, like, um, even myself, like, we're not at the type of level where we can run across Canada. Like, we're at, like, the, I need to figure out my daily workouts. And, like, how do I set goals around that? Like, when you first started, I was the man. what was your goal setting like? Bro, I didn't even know how to fucking set a goal. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, for... Fucking goals. I had to read like I had had people tell me what to do. Like I didn't even know what I was doing. None. Zero. I went to because my parents didn't have a fucking clue. Right. They had no fucking clue. I mean, yeah. not and nothing again. They just don't know. Right. They were busy working. Like in regards to fitness or fitness. Just, yeah. No yeah. clue. Zero. Like they and they thought it was a waste of time. Other than it's just you exercising. It's all good. Yeah. Right? Like be healthy. Yeah. But it was uh, why be healthy put, enough to work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um. So, like, I'm thinking, like, uh, when I first, I started in grade nine, I moved to Dallas, Texas. My dad left Toronto. We were living in the Toronto area. He got transferred by his company to Dallas. I left Toronto at the age of 12, moved to Dallas when I was 12 in the summertime to start grade nine there. Wow. So, um, that was tough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) no shit i didn't know a single fucking thing and i went to that high school where it was like a culture shock man yeah right like it was a fucking culture shock it was like a rich white area sorry but caucasian area dude it's all good and and i'm there and anyways so i had no idea about fitness or sports at all Mm. everybody there knew a fucking thing they were all playing sports even like a great when they were three or four or five years old yeah yeah so when they when they said you had to take have in high school you had to be on a sports team like that was part of the high school yeah i was like i don't fucking know they're like okay we'll put you on the basketball team right so i didn't play basketball i never played a game before i didn't even Mm. know how to hold the fucking ball yeah 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 (laughs) i didn't not a clue what's what's training yeah. What's uh like I grew up in in Toronto like I could tell you about hockey like Not even hockey bro. I didn't I don't even know how to skate to this day. Fuck. I didn't play any sports. That's the most un-Canadian thing I ever heard you say. Bro, I can uh, I can start a campfire. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, you're Canadian. Right. <laughs> and maple syrup. Man. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but no man, I don't I did not play any sports until I was 13. 
that's crazy. Zero, mm. nothing. And the, I didn't even play the sport. I was just dropped into a basketball court, and they're they're doing. Um, um, it was practice, like it was a, a tryout. I didn't fucking know what I was doing. Yeah. So I I didn't know. I just uh, yeah. Obviously, I got cut. I nothing's going on there. Yeah, right? yeah. And then they, my dad was with me, takes me back to school, and we go to the counselor's office, and the counselor's like, "Well, we got a wrestling team. I mean, the wrestling coach is nice. He won't like bust your ass because it wasn't a big team, right?" Yeah. So I, st- I went on the wrestling team, and I just sat my ass there. It was like the most badass sport ever. <laughs> no, but it, it was it was small at my school, right? Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, it was yeah. like, uh, okay, go over there. And then I went on the team, and um, my coach at the time, he was he was uh, Coach Webb, and he was he was a cowboy, like legit. He was from Oklahoma. He he played in like he he used to play football. He was at fifty years old at the time right? mm-hmm. when when I was there, maybe yeah, about fifty. So he was older, and he was a bit beat up a bit. He used to ride bulls. He, what the f- <laughs> he lived on a ranch and he used to ride bulls. Yeah. He used to, so he he was let's actually he was the first badass I ever knew, the first one. Now that we're talking about it. Yeah, yeah. He was the toughest guy, one of the toughest guys I've ever met. So he used to wrestle. Wrestle. He taught wrestling. He was a wrestling coach. He also taught people how to ride bulls. And he uh, he played football. He went to an Orange Bowl when he was like in college. Jesus Christ. So uh, he. Um, he had a finger that was kind of fucking mangled. Like his baby finger was like just distorted. Twisted up. Yeah, and we're like, coach, what the fuck happened? He's oh yeah, I was just, you know, I was fucking lassoing a cow or whatever he was doing, and the rope wrapped his finger and ripped it off. Holy and shit. He, he, he threw it back, he threw it on ice, finished what he was doing, and then went to the hospital after. <laughs> Wait, got, like it actually ripped yeah, it off. Yeah. Yeah. He also he on his left shin he had this like this, imagine this is your shin he had a big massive lump on it right it was always there it was like how the fucking knot get on your shin yeah I was like hey coach what happened he goes oh, I went downhill skiing one year and the ski went through his fucking shin like the fucking pole what yeah I don't know he fell or something and the ski went through his shit and another one he had a he had a slice on his on his neck like right here where he's close to his jugular or not like just like right about here like a scar there right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like coach, what happened there? He said, like, I got in a car accident on my way to practice. He got cut. He went to practice, finished practice, and then went to the hospital after. What a freak. Yeah, he was, he was a madman. Anyway, so uh, that's the, my first experience. So he lets with, you come on the wrestling team. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, bro, no, what he, are we going to do with you? So it was grade nine. So we were JV at that time. When I got to grade 11, then it was different. I was a little bit, little bit better, but still shit. Still shit. Like, I was the worst runner on the team. I was. We would always go for laps. I was always the last one. And I was 145 pounds, 150 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, still the last one. Like just a stud. Just an absolute stud. No. No, I'm just... No, I was terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, the fastest guy on my wrestling team, uh, my, and I'm, I'm actually meeting him in the summer. I still talk to him. Adrian. Uh, he, uh, he used to do his mile in five minutes. Shit. And he wasn't even a he. He was just on the wrestling team. Yeah, yeah. So put that caliber of athlete, and we had a track team too, and he wasn't on the track team too. So our, we had people doing like four minute miles on our high school team. Jesus, like it was legit. Anyway, so uh, yeah, it was shit. It was terrible. But so I never learned how to develop good habits, really, and goals until way later in my life. Like I'm talking like in my late twenties. Like I was fucked. I didn't really break any th- breakthroughs physically, mentally, or anything. Like, uh, breakthroughs mentally are happening now. Breakthrough physically started happening in my 30s. 
in my 30s, like early 30s. I started uh, dieting at 27, and I was 232 pounds. And uh, I was out of shape. I was a little bit strong, but it was not like real. It was fake, right? Like bench strong. Yeah, bench strong. You could bench a lot. That was it. Yeah. Right? And not even much. Like I uh, eventually I could bench more than I did at that weight. Yeah. But um, I think it was just, uh, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. It was, and it was all superficial. What was the first time you had like kind of like that first like huge mental breakthrough? So what do you mean by mental breakthrough? Well, you said like uh, the physical break you started happening in your thirties. You said mm. like uh, your first like mental. Break I would only say start yeah. happening. Until I would like say now. I'd say um, mental breakthroughs. I would say in the last couple three years are the most significant. So I'm 44. Let's say starting from 41, 42, 43. Like most life changing or the most like perspective changing. Both. Both. Well, because that's the s- one and the same, right? If you change your perspective, you should change your life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just saying, like, there's times where, like, I've changed my life. Like, I've changed where I live, what oh, I do, I see. you know? I see. But there, there's, like, big catalyst moments like that. Mm. And then there's times where, like, today, where my perspective just shifts around, okay. like, a huge portion sure. of my life. And I'm sure. like, okay, I fucking understand Perspective. That They've all been perspective then. I haven't had big physical, like, big movement changes or anything like that, really. Small ones, nothing crazy, but the real significant stuff's been perspective like, holy shit, what? Okay. Oh, oh, I see things. Di- oh, okay. like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, but, yeah, but a lot more recently. And how did those come about for you? Are they t- through amazing times? No, man, through reflecting, <laughs> through the shitty times. Like through, look, and I see, and I appreciate where you're going with this, right? Like, um, the last three years have been extremely difficult for me, like in terms of surroundings. And I created a lot of the difficulty. So it ha- wasn't put on to me. I created a lot of it. Some of it was put on to me. So it was a combination. But um, I forced myself to figure it out or work through the issues that I was dealing with rather than, um, you know, reverting to drinking or partying or doing those types of things. I didn't want to go down a road that I knew I could potentially go down. And I didn't want, if that happened, that could fuck everything. Mm-hmm. So I knew that would happen. So, because I know what kind of person I am. If I go all in, man, I'm going all in. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm, I think I'm, well, I made an effort, concerted effort, not go down that road. And I knew that that was possible. So I didn't. And I just didn't uh, entertain it. So I entertained everything on how do I correct behavior? How do I improve thinking? How do I properly achieve a goal and set goals? Like I could do it recently like with like, uh, like maybe just through feel, but not through smarts, not through properly sitting back and reflecting and understanding what's the best way to do things and, best way to progress most of the time i was just charging hard and just doing things but that's not the best way to do things i'm realizing now sometimes we need to like if we're charging hard we might actually need to take a step back for a minute or two let what happened happen let it you know disembarrass mm-hmm. and then reset and then go again 
Um, it, so I basically recalibrated and reset for the last three years. Yeah. Now I'm setting back to go back out. Kind of. Yeah. Kinda. And I get I I like what you're saying. There's a couple of things I was gonna say that um I really liked. The first thing is um like just the kind of like the slow down to speed up. Mm. Right, like the idea of like, okay, because uh, that's how I am. Like when I first started kind of redesigning myself, it was more about like, okay, I got to figure things out. I got to get after it. I got to start, you know, doing this, doing that. I start making these fucking extensive morning routines, mm-hmm. evening routines, all this stuff. And it was like charge after it. And I didn't realize like um, how to control my intensity, like how to control my energy. We were like talking earlier about like, like when you're getting a fight, uh, whether it's like in jujitsu or like any any type of scenario, and just like kind of like that that part where you start freaking out, you start spazzing out, and uh, the ability to control your energy to be able to conserve it or or um, or use it, like even even in relation to like running as well. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to be running for 12, 16 hours a day, um, just the idea of when to control your energy and when to control the output of it. I think um, the coolest thing about you, man, the thing I admire the most, I think, is the fact that when you speak about those things, you're like, no, no, like, those weren't, like, all circumstances piled on me. Like, I fucked up these things, and it was on me to go back and fix it. Yeah, man, no, I'm, I'm where, okay, three years ago, I was where I was at because I didn't do certain things. Right. Like I was I found myself in a spot because I wasn't who I should have been and I hadn't taken action on things that needed to be corrected at that up until that time. I didn't know. (laughs) I thought it was, oh, yeah, I'm fucking legit whatever. But I was an idiot Mm -hmm. straight up. And I didn't reflect in certain ways, in certain ways, like I was good in certain ways and other ways I wasn't like I don't want to be saying I was a demon. Right. There was certain things I needed to address. I just was ignoring yeah, and the I hard shit. The hard shit. I was just ignoring those th- things, right? And what I didn't realize was if I don't ignore those things and I address those things, I can fly higher than anyone. But I have to address those things. And as soon as I address those things, it's not like I'm going to fly high immediately because then I have to create new patterns of behavior in that new uh, mindset, right? So that takes time, right? And so I'm just now coming into that feeling. It'll take me another year or two or three to kind of normalize this Mm -hmm. where it becomes an internalized perspective where it's just instinctive and it's starting to get that way. But I'm trying to even further go even further there. Yeah, we got time. I Uh, I was just (laughs) looking at that. I was like, man. We got to go even further into it because I was talking to Seb Actually, man, that guy's fucking legit. And he, he was talking to me about ego and like I'm gonna have him on one day, dude. I've been following him for a while. Yeah. I haven't messaged him yet, but yeah, he'll he'll join. Yeah, I already talked to him. He's he, sick. Yeah, he's a good guy, man. And he's he's uh he is what you get, right? So he's man, no ego, like no fucking ego. It's weird, man. So I was talking to him, and I'm because I'm fighting that a bit too, right? Like for me, some like. Not fighting it. It's just it's still there. It's like the rem- like I'm still trying to push it down a bit more. Not not so it's um, reflexive, right? So I can just I don't want it overpowering. Yeah. Is what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, so I'm talking to him, and I was talking. Hey, man, this is what I'm kind of dealing with. He's like, man, what? Like we're just having a conversation, shooting the shit, right? 
And he gave, he told me an amazing story on how he started trying to figure out how to stuff that ego. But it's a pattern of behavior and a practice that he was doing. It's a practice you have to do every single day. Once he's told me that, then I started seeing where I was practicing it every single day. Mm-hmm. So he gave me an example. And sorry, Seb, I'm going to share this example because I thought it was pretty awesome. And I think it's important that people hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. So he was telling me, and he's been training for 16 years and martial arts since he was three. So Shit. he's a martial artist. He's the real deal. Yeah, he's a, he's a martial artist. He's, he's Muay Thai, jiu-jitsu. Like he's a martial artist. He knows how to use everything, right? Mm-hmm. So he's a martial artist for sure. So he understands it very well. And um, he was telling me, yeah, when I used to be, when I was a brown belt, like he would go travel and rule. And he was like making sure to stuff that ego. He would go to visiting schools, like he'd go visit a school and make sure anyone blue belt or higher tapped him. And he never won any one of them. Purposefully. Like at all. Purposefully. Never won. But he made it in a way that like he would just let them have one and then beat them. Like he would literally just never win. Yeah. (laughs) What? He did that. And he did it in and he said it's hard to do that. Because he was saying it's hard to do that because to do it in such a way where the other person doesn't think you're letting them do it is hard. Yeah. So now I don't know the re- I didn't get we didn't have enough time to get into why he was doing that, but I can speculate, and I'm sure he'll he'll elaborate much further. But there's probably a few reasons. One is probably he's trying to synergistically improve both of them. So the person that's a, a lower belt that's tapping, you're giving him confidence, making him feel better, but not giving it to him so it doesn't make him feel like a piece of shit. He's mm-hmm. earning it, right? Mm-hmm. So now you helped him, right? He now the lower belt's helping Seb by by allowing Seb the opportunity to stuff his ego, to make it okay. So it works. I get it. Yeah. Right. So like. It, because I, I think I understand what he was trying to do. Like, it's not about him. Yeah. It's the process, the journey of doing something. You're helping that other person too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not about well, me. Like, I'm helping him now. He's yeah, and you're not letting him. him. Yeah, and you're and, and obviously it's not like you're, like, um, let him tap you to, like, some bogus shit. Like, they have to start work for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a learning thing. So I thought that was kind of cool. And then when I thought, because I... It's not that I need to do more of that. I'm doing a lot of it in various different ways, but it's a good reminder on how to be cognizant of not being too egocentric, right? Like, and especially on the journey that I'm going to be on now, potentially it could be very crazy. I don't know, right? So I want to make sure that I have the right people around me now that can also ensure that... um, I keep my wits about me if things do get above and beyond what uh, I anticipate. Where where do you think, um, like right now, when you say you struggle with ego, where does ego, do you think, hurt you the most? Like just like in a broad spectrum? Mm, like, um, I'd say... Where do you struggle with that? Sometimes I'm feeling myself too much. Yeah. Or, or if people pump my tires, sometimes I need to remind myself I ain't shit. Mm. Or, no, that's not the right way of saying it. That's not even a good way. So don't say that. Um, because that's not correct either. I am something. Yeah. I'm not shit. Yeah. So just accurately define what I'm feeling or saying in the moment. So don't exaggerate anything. Just be honest. So I think the ego sometimes doesn't allow you to be honest, maybe. And it, it, it uh, at least for me, it, it 
false sense of who I am sometimes. But it's getting a li- it's getting a little confusing now too, right? Because I know physically there are a lot of people that can do things way more difficult than I can do. Mm-hmm. But I don't, okay. So I don't know if this is the real important thing to be even thinking about. Why am I even thinking about that? It doesn't even matter what someone else can do just because I can run and I can't even do that. I'm just talking about breaking a record, right? Mm-hmm. So why am I even relating See, this is what I'm trying to do, right? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of connecting something with that I shouldn't connect, right? Like I'm, I'm almost basing it on an ego. Oh, I'm, I'm fucking exceptional. I'm badass. I can break a record. Yeah, that's not what we're doing. We're breaking the record to raise awareness so more eyes are on it. It's not yeah. Our, so that's what I mean to remind myself. It's not about me. We're yeah. breaking the record not to feed my ego. We're breaking the record, or at least trying as a, as to... As a vessel mm. for the bigger purpose. Yes. So that's the distinction, or at least that could be a difficulty I I could see happening, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I got to be... I guess I got to be aware of it, right? And that's why it's important, I think, now to establish certain people and trust with certain types of people around me because I'm going full speed ahead to make this whatever I can make it. So if I'm able to do that, then I'm going to do that. Yeah. And, and until I, I'm going to give it everything I possibly can give until I can't give any more. And if I'm unable to succeed, then so be it. It wasn't meant to be, but I gave it everything. Yeah. yeah. That's all I can do. Yeah. I know you'll be able to succeed, man. I literally, I know it, man. Because the, just the fact that you're talking about uh, how much you're running right now and what your daily goal will be, I'm like, in two years time, you're definitely going to be crushing that, man. Like we'll it's, see. We'll see. It's uh, I'm not trying to underplay it like it's like an easy thing to do because I know you're going to be running every single fucking day for the next two years. But it's like, man, I like literally I'm, I'm visualizing it for you, man. Every time you lose sight, just know I'm visualizing this shit. Well, hey, dude, man, for you, you like, know what? And, and that's uh, that's awesome. And it helps me, too. Right. Because if I think as a collective, we're in this together, we're doing this as a team. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't see this as just me doing it by myself, man. Like. Like, I know Teddy. I've known yeah, her for yeah, years, yeah. right? And so, you know, not that we're tight or anything, but, like, look, it, this is important, and this is a this is a stuff that can help people. And it's, um, it's a lot, and it's a big deal. And if we can do this all together as a, a, a collective that can help a shit ton of people, then that's what we should do. Yeah, I love that, man. I, um... I love what you were talking about with like ego and just like comparing yourself to other people, man, because that's kind of like I was going to I was trying to think of like where I struggle a lot with my ego. And it's always uh, we talked last time about like winning conversations like, dude, I'm, I'm still there all the time, you know. That's OK. And I've been asking myself since we spoke, like, why do I need to win the conversation? What's the actual like? Because, you, you know, like, what's the comparison I'm making to other people? It's like, do I need them to think that I'm like of a certain level of intellect do you? You know, and it's like, yeah, that's where it's like stemming from. It's like, mm. why do I care if these people think I'm smart? You are. But you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but I mean, you are. You don't need anyone telling you shit. Huh? Or, well, some people do. Some people don't. I don't know. But if it's a question, I think you're smart. Because, I mean, uh, you know, you're doing things that are meaningful. And they're impacting people. So I think that's 
a good thing, right? Uh, you're reaching out to one person. It doesn't matter if it's a thousand. I'm saying you're reaching one person. Yeah. So you're doing something good. Honestly, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't fucking matter how many people you're talking to as long as you're talking to one person. If you're talking to one person and you're helping them, that's it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Everything else will come because that's the through that process, you're going to learn more and experience more and then you're going to figure out how to do that better and then do more and be just you do that with everything. It's more time on the mat, more time on the road, more time with people, but with the lens of however you want to do that. So for me, it's with helping people. So that's the lens I have in every interaction that I have. How can I help in this scenario? So with that lens on, it helps with pushing down my ego because that's the first thing coming into my mind. How do I help this person? With my ex-wife, I'm always accommodating or I always offer more because you know what? I should. (laughs) It's the reality, man. So... If Dude, I just the fact that you think that way, there's so many fucking people that would be like, you fuck my ex, fuck that. And you're just like, I should help. Why wouldn't I? No, no but, I know, because no, but, I know but, that you yeah. and I have a similar idea of yeah. like what being a man should be. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, we're supposed to take care of the people around us. Like, Well, that and it's so in any way I can help my ex-wife, what does that do? That makes her have less stress. If she has less stress, then is she a better mother? That's all the goal is. It has nothing to do with my ex-wife. It has everything to do with my daughter. So if my ex-wife is happy, my daughter's happy. Right. I've made that realization. Now, in fairness to other people, my ex-wife is also a reasonable, um, smart woman and who's independent and strong and who's reasonable, right? So... I can understand certain situations may not be that. I can't speak to any of those. I can speak yeah. to my situation. My situation, my ex-wife is has been amazing where she couldn't didn't have to be. She could have really not been nice. Right. Um so I feel my obligation considering that I was involved in that marriage and I have ownership in how it was dissolved. Um, my responsibility is to make sure that within my control, what is in my purview, that she doesn't have to worry about, then I do those things. Not to cause added tension or stress, because then that means she's not a better mother. And it's all about my daughter. Just like with my ex, it's all about her. Mm-hmm. So we're both on the same page. And it's not marriage advice, because I can't give that shit. <laughs> no, dude. It's, you know what, though? It's it's like manhood advice. Like, yeah. that's what I think people need to listen to, because I feel like, dude, exactly what you're talking about. Like, we think, like, so self-centered, and everything that you've been talking about for the past, like, literally the past hour has been about how can I make this person's life better? How can I make this person's life better? How can I make this person's life better? And it's... Well, I'm doing that it's because... It's the why yeah. behind... It's the why beyond yourself. What's also a a process for me to learn how to change behavior permanently, right? So if I'm doing that all the time, then it's going to be instinctive. So, for example, this will be the last bit before I got to rock and roll. Yeah, I was going to say we got to jazz soon. But um, 
so like uh shoot what was the point we were talking about right before that was just kind go. of like the why beyond yourself like kind of helping everybody around you and and just kind of uh having a reason to go beyond just what you need yeah because you know what if i'm helping other people around me that helps me I think truly, I think it does, man, because then I'm connecting with people more and that helps with the mental health as well. I don't know. I just think this is just the, for me right now, this is just the better way of doing it. And all the manhood thing you're talking about, um, man, being a man, uh, look, I don't know. I can only speak for myself and what I'm doing currently and whatever. And um, being me or being a man is not easy, mm-hmm. right? It's a lot of re- responsibility and, and, um, acknowledging where you're failing because that's hard, right? And oh I fail yeah. all the time, man. So I acknowledge those things, but now I'm not allowing those things to tear me down. Mm-hmm. So I acknowledge the things that I'm not good at and then commit to improving upon them. Not today, but eventually those things are going to happen. So if I take one millimeter forward, now what I'm doing now is applying that with everything. So I say, okay, it doesn't matter if it happened tomorrow, but I'm going to start the process. Mm-hmm. So if I read a couple pages, cool. Or if I work on my camera a little bit just to learn something, okay, a little bit here, a little bit, just little bits. As mm-hmm. long as you're doing that, one percent better every single day. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do over the last three years. Really, it's only really been the last three years, and um, proof is in the pudding. Three years ago, if you saw me, man, hot mess, hot mess. I wasn't even able to speak the way I'm speaking to you. Three years later, I'm still a hot mess, <laughs> but I'm better. And uh, three years from now, I'll still be a hot mess, but a little bit better. Yeah, so yeah. So it's going to keep going. A little right? bit less of a mess. It's <laughs> a little bit tidy. It's a little bit tidier. Yeah, bro. But yeah, man, that, it's been a fucking... I always love talk, talking to you, man. It's good coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, dude. Coming out here, chatting and shit. Dude, I love I always it, learn man. something. I, I always just feel like more motivated to go towards the things I love. So I'm happy. Every time you come by here, man, it makes me thankful for the things that I enjoy. Because I feel like you... There's um, there's a lot of things I feel like. Uh, well, I'll say this. This will be the way that we can wrap it up. I, I I'll say this. A lot of the times your ego gets in the way of you actually appreciating the things that you have in life. Mm. And when I speak to you, man, it kind of shatters my ego a bit and grounds me. And it makes me appreciate the things that I have right in front of me that I can work on. It makes me appreciative that they're there. And awesome. I'm like, fuck yeah, I can work towards this now. Awesome. Well, thank you for the... Co- that's a pretty awesome compliment, so I appreciate that, man. And um, you know what? You do the same for me because I come here and I see you who's you know, a guy who could, who's significantly younger than me, but who's doing good things and who's on the right track and who's asking the right questions and asking the right questions way before I ever did. So, man, uh, you're legit, man. So keep keep doing what you're doing and... Um, I'm happy to know you, and I'm happy to come talk to you whenever. So it's it's cool, man. Hell yeah, man! Let's make this a regular thing. And whenever you, it, you holler at me, whenever. Oh, actually, what's the date now? It's uh, next month. We'll, we'll do it again next month. Hell yeah, dude! Right? Hell yeah, dude! Thank right, you so much. Yeah. Much love for everybody listening. To this. Hope you have a good day, good week, good year, good month. Fuck, have a good life. <laughs> See ya. Much love and peace out. All right, man.